Come on, church, let's pray. How good is it to sit in the presence of Almighty God? With all that's going on around us and continuing to go on around us, here we are in this place of peace, knowing that our God has got us. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you that you're with us. We honour you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you'd touch people's hearts afresh, that you'd fill people's homes, that you'd bring your perfect peace into places where there's turmoil. We love you. Lord, help us to be people who totally trust you with our lives, so much so that we could be the people who look out for others, that we use that, that peace that you've given us to give to someone else, that we could be the ones that bring hope to someone else because of you. Let us be your hands and feet and your mouthpiece in our time. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. How good was that worship time? Just a great big round of applause for our team. We are so, so blessed. And to our production team who work so hard every week to put this on. Give them a thank you wherever you are. They're so, so awesome and we're so, so blessed. Hey, just a quick hello to everyone who's watching us on Facebook. Love you guys. A quick hello to everyone who's watching us on YouTube. Hello to you guys. And to everyone who's in the watch party, you bunch of legends. Hello to you guys. Say hello to someone right now. Give an a elbow bump or whatever it is we're allowed to do right now. It is so good to be together. But wherever you are, we're doing this service together. And we're in this. And God's going to bless it so, so, so much. Um, I've just mentioned it, but I know that we're on YouTube right now. And maybe you didn't. And I'd love you, if you're willing, to go over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Equippers Church Essex, our channel. We're looking to get beyond 100 subscribers so that we can do more with it. That helps us. So would you be willing just to pop over there, subscribe to the channel, and then carry on watching either on there or on Facebook, wherever you prefer. That would help us immensely. God bless you for doing that. We're coming up to a very exciting time in our church calendar. It's the time of year where we take our impact offering. On the 8th of November, we will take the pledges. And the pledge is where you get to, to send in a pledge that says, I'm willing to give this amount of money, and you have an entire calendar year to meet that pledge. But what the, the money allows us to do is to accelerate when we see the opportunity. How many times have we seen something come up in life and thought, oh, if we had the money, we'd love to do that. Well, do you know what? We are positioning ourselves to have the money to do the things we dream of. The theme is awakening dreams. Wasn't it great a couple of weeks ago to, to look at the Ghana video that's sent to us from the guys in Ghana there and we were able to sow some of our last year's pledges into the Ghana church and now they're building their own building we are helping them fulfill their dream but one of the things we've been able to do this year uh, just gone is to stand with people in their deepest need through this COVID season who knows that people have struggled to feed themselves, people have struggled to meet bills, people have just had all kinds of issues and it's been our honour to stand with people and make sure they're fed. It's been our honour to stand with people and help them to meet a bill that they were worrying about. What a great dream to be able to be the ones who stand in the gap when people are really struggling. And, and I believe as we, we go through this winter, there are going to be more people who, unfortunately, who are going to struggle. But wouldn't it be awesome if because of impact offering, we were able to be the ones to say, we are going to stand with you. Maybe it's someone's dream just to put a meal in front of their kids. Maybe it's someone's dream to be able to turn the heating on and not worry. Well, we could be the ones that say, we're going to enable that. We're going to dream with you. 
and we're going to enable it to happen. I know that across the screen right now that there's some images going on of, of things we've done and I just want to, it's difficult to show you lots of pictures of this kind of stuff because it's personal. This is people's lives and people's struggle. So sorry there's not loads of pictures but I hope it gives you a little image of what we've been doing as a church and we want to do more. So would you prayerfully consider what you would be able to pledge on the 8th of November, bearing in mind you've got a whole year to meet that pledge. If you're a man or a woman of faith, would you say, God, inspire me? What do you want me to give? And then would you be faithful enough to make that pledge and believe with God that you're going to be able to meet that pledge that we can dream as a church and we can meet other people's dreams through the year? This is going to be an exciting, exciting time. Let's take our offering for today. On the screen will come the ways that we can make our offering. You know, there's no buckets being passed around church nowadays. It's all online. So if you're a giver, now's your chance to make that pledge, make that offering by a text or or online banking or however you do it. But let's be people who honour God with our finances and give him the first of everything so that he can honour us back. Come on, church. You're amazing people. Let's do this together. Cool. Who's up for a preach then? I've been really enjoying going through this series that we've called Truth Bombs. And the premise of the preaching is that God wants us to succeed. You want to succeed. So if we live life out according to God's ways, we're going to see life flow. We want our lives to flow. We want to walk in blessing. And so therefore, if we apply God-given, God-breathed principles for life and we walk them out, things are going to get better. So we're calling those things truth bombs. We've looked at honour. We've looked at sowing and reaping. We've looked at forgiveness. We've, we've looked at why the blood. And today, my title is this. I want my life to get bigger. I want my life to be bigger. Who doesn't want their life to just explode a little bit sometimes? So let me start this thought process off. Have you ever been out to a meal with some friends? And it's maybe been a nice meal. You've had lots of laughs, maybe a bottle of wine and some good food and maybe even treat yourself to a little cheeky dessert. And it gets to the end of the meal and someone at the table says, hey guys, I've been thinking about this. Would you mind if I paid the bill? I'd love to treat you all. I'm going to pay. How good's that? How brilliant is it when someone stands up and says, I want to pay your bill? You walk out of that place going, wasn't that nice? Oh, that was great. I didn't realise they were going to do that. They walk out of the place going, oh, I'm really chuffed. I was really generous to those people and and it really meant something. Everyone wins in a situation like that. Just last week, I was having a coffee I was dropping my son off at the Colchester Institute and, and right next door to the Institute is a, is, a, is a Starbucks. And we'd got there a bit early, so I popped in to, to buy a coffee while we were waiting. We had about 20 minutes to kill. And um, I'd ordered mine and, and my son's coffees and I was waiting. Uh, you know, you have to give their name, Barry. And um, I, I waited for my coffee. And then this young lad, clearly a student, came in and ordered his coffee. And uh, the lady said, it's three pounds, whatever it was. And he handed over a five-pound note. And she looked at him and she said, I'm really sorry, we don't take cash at the moment. It's contactless payment only. And here you could see he, he was all embarrassed and, you know, a relatively young lad. And there was a queue of four or five people formed behind him. And there was that awkward moment. There's that awkward moment where everyone's shuffling, what's going to happen? Oh, no, he's had a nightmare. Well, I'd just been served. 
And who knows, you get five seconds. I believe you get five seconds to make a decision. I could have, like everyone else did, looked at the floor and gone, this is embarrassing, this is awkward, and kept my head down. Or I could have stepped up and said, I'll help you out. And I believe if you wait five seconds, you talk yourself out of it. You make every reason why not to do it. But if you'll respond to your first heart prompting, you end up doing a good thing. Well, I did a good thing. I stepped over and I said, look, mate. He's not me, mate. I don't know him. But I said, look, mate, I'll buy you a coffee. It's three quid. And he went, no, oh, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. I said, don't worry, mate. I said, I've got it for you. So I just leant over, tapped my card and paid for it. Stepped aside and you could see everyone in the room go, oh, oh, oh. He was beaming. The people behind the, who were serving were like, they were all smiling. Just in one act of generosity, I was able to change the feel of the room. I was able to bless that young man's day. And do you know what? I felt pretty good about it. I want to bring in this whole idea today of how to make your life better and bigger through a spirit of generosity. You see, generosity is not about how much you've got or how much you haven't got. It's about a condition of your heart that is willing to give yourself away to bless someone else. And here's the crucial thing with generosity. You don't expect anything in return. You see, I probably won't ever see that lad again. In fact, if I did see him, I probably wouldn't recognise him. I'm expecting nothing in return. I just wanted his day to be better. I just wanted that moment in his time to be better. And I had the ability to help. And so out of generosity, I just stepped in and said, I'll help you. And it changed something. Generosity and a spirit of generosity can be carried by all of us. And it's this willingness to give of yourself with no expectation of anything back. And the great thing here is we serve the God of generosity. God so loved the world that he gave. He went all in. He held nothing back. He had everything to lose. And yet he gave. Because Jesus is God's love letter to you. He's God's love letter to me. And it comes out of a heart of love which is flourishing in generosity and says, I'm going to give to you. And when you encounter God, you encounter generosity at its fullest. And here's what I believe. Every single one of you has a deposit of God in you. And so therefore, you have a spirit of generosity in there. Holy Spirit, would you stir up the generosity that's in our hearts today because we want our lives to get bigger. And Jesus came, didn't he? And he went everywhere demonstrating what the Father looked like. And when you analyse Jesus' lives, he was just outrageously generous. You see, there was the blind man. You'll find him in Mark 10. And Jesus stopped and what did he say? What can I do for you? The blind man could do nothing for Jesus, but Jesus said, what can I do for you? He wasn't expecting anything in return. He just wanted to give of himself to make that man's world better. In Matthew 8, you'll find the centurion who's come to Jesus said, my, my son's ill. And Jesus says, what? Oh, well, tough. It's too far away. Now, Jesus says, I'll come. But the centurion says this, he says, no, I'm a man under authority. I know how authority works. If I am given a command, my commander doesn't need to see I've done it. He knows I'll do it because he knows he has authority. So if you give the command, my son will get well. And Jesus went, wow, I've never seen such faith. You're right, your son will be well. But the heart of generosity is in Jesus' willingness to go. You see, he walked miles out of his way to meet a woman at a well. 
and change her life. Why? Because he was willing to do it. He was willing to sow himself. He was willing to give it away. He wasn't going to get anything back from that woman, but he was willing to give himself away. When he had the 5,000 men and, and they were all hungry, the famous story, that the feeding of the 5,000, you know, what did he do? He didn't say, oh, sorry, guys, starve. No, he gave himself away. He did a miracle. He blessed them all out of a heart of generosity. Jesus wanted to see people win. And ultimately, Jesus gave himself away. At the end of it all, he gave himself away. He died so I could live. He died so you could live. He laid down to lift you up. He gave himself away. Why? Motivated by love with a spirit of generosity says, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to position you. I'm going to position you for a better life. You are not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Could we be like that? Could you be like that? Could we be people who carry a generosity spirit in our hearts that looks for opportunity to step in just to make someone else's life better? Here's a great verse for you. This is the kind of verse you could make a life verse. You could hang your hat on and say, that's the one I want to fulfill. Have a look at this. It's in Isaiah 32 and verse 8. Listen, but a generous man devises generous things and by generosity... He will stand. See, I love that idea. I love that idea of just making up ways to be generous. Just planning, how could I be generous today? And by generosity, I'm going to stand. I love that concept. Making a plan just to bless someone else. That is a Jesus kind of plan. It's the kind of way I want to live my life. You know, some uh, a year ago or so, Sarah and I had some friends who we knew were, were struggling financially and they were coming up to celebrate an anniversary and they'd booked a restaurant and they'd saved coupons and they didn't really quite have enough money but they were so desperate to go out and celebrate. So Sarah, my wife, being sneaky, found out what restaurant they were going to. And we phoned up the restaurant and put our card behind the bar so that when they came to pay the bill, the restaurant said, it's been paid for you. See, that's sneaky generosity. That's my favourite kind of generosity, sneaky generosity. And my wife is an expert at it. You know, those people were blessed to this day. They don't know who did that, but it was sneaky us being sneakily generous. Their world got better. Our world got better because we were chuffed doing it. And in the process, God gets glorified. I remember some years ago, um, Stephanie Odenake uh, helped me so much. I was coming in from an international trip. I was arriving at Gatwick at 2 a.m. I was asking around, would someone come and pick me up? I didn't want to put it on anyone. And do you know what? She just volunteered. She said, Pastor Barry, she said, I'll come and get you. That's a two-hour drive there to pick me up at 2 a.m. and a two-hour drive back. But she was willing. Do you know why? Because she carried a generosity in her spirit. She had a willing heart to say, I could make your world better. You're not going to be able to do anything in return for me, but I'm willing to come, even in the middle of the night, to help you. That is done by a spirit of generosity. I was chatting to my parents some time ago and we were reflecting on the years and, and the things we've done for people and they were sharing with me that there's been many times when they've paid people's mortgages, their monthly payment because they were struggling and they just stepped in and said, we've had a bonus this month, we're going to help you. Why? Because they could make their world better. Why? Because they didn't overthink it. They said, I've got the opportunity, I'm going to step in. Why? Because they carry a spirit of generosity and it makes life better. 
we had um, we had one of the guest preachers from from Surrey coming to us one uh, one week, and their car had broken down. And um, Dan Mills came to me and said, Pastor Barry, I hear they're struggling to get here. I'll go and get them. This is a Sunday morning. That means he was willing to drive two hours to Surrey, pick up the preacher, drive two hours back. That's four hours. Listen to the preacher, go through the service, drive him two hours back to Surrey and then two hours home again. That's eight hours worth of driving Dan Mills was willing to do just to help someone out. He couldn't get anything back for it. He was just willing to give of himself. Why? Because he carries a spirit of generosity and it makes other people's lives better and makes you feel better. Everyone wins. I love this. I'm not going to read the verse to you, but you'll find it in Matthew 5 and and verse 41, and it's Jesus talking. And he said, if someone asks you to go a mile, go an extra mile, go a second mile. We've all probably used that phrase, go the extra mile. Well, it comes from this passage, Jesus teaching. And here's the situation. At that time, um, Israel was dominated by the Romans. And if a Roman soldier went to any man and said, carry my bags, by law, the man had to carry the bags a mile. It was law. They couldn't argue. It doesn't matter if they're in the middle of something. It doesn't matter if they're in the middle of their work day. They were having lunch. They were in an important conversation. It didn't matter. If the Roman soldier says, carry my bags for a mile, by law, you had to carry them a mile. Jesus said, go another mile. Now, what's that all about? Well, I believe it did several things, but one of the things is it shows this heart of generosity. I don't have to do the extra mile, but I'm willing to do the extra mile. I believe it achieved two things. Firstly, the Roman soldier would be shocked. I forced you to do a mile. I know in my heart that that's quite tough of me doing that. I forced you to go a mile. You're going to do another mile. And it allows some of the authority to come back to the one who's willing. Because now they've taken the situation by the scruff of the neck and say, I don't have to do this, but I'm willing to do this. You see, it's changed the whole situation around. What shifted it all? A spirit of generosity rather than a spirit of stinginess. I'll do the bare minimum and that is that. No, 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 no. I carry a spirit of generosity. I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to go further than I have to, to bless you. Not because I have to, but because I can. It comes from a spirit of generosity. Being around people who carry a spirit of generosity just makes your life better. So could you be someone who allows the Holy Spirit today to stir in you a spirit of generosity. Hey, wherever you're at, touch someone, wave to someone, speak to someone, put a shout out in the chat box. Let's stir up a spirit of generosity. Now, it's not all about money. It can be, but it can be about time. It can be about talents. It can be about thoughts. It can be about words. You can have generosity in all these areas, but more often than not, it's linked with with money and possessions. And we don't all have that. But God says he will supply. God says he will back you. God says I'll never let you be embarrassed. Have a look at this passage through the eyes of generosity. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 9 to 11. It says this, As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Now if you're giving stuff to a poor person, clearly you're not expecting it back. So that's right in there. 
They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. I want you to hold that link. There's this giving and then there's this righteousness attached to it. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. There it is again. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So a couple of weeks ago we talked about sowing and reaping. Now that is a God-given principle that as you sow you can expect to reap. That is one form of giving. Generosity is another level. Giving to the poor isn't sowing into them expecting something back. That is sowing into someone not expecting back, just trying to make their world better. And what does God do? He says, you might not always have enough, but when I see that spirit of generosity working in you, I'm going to back it. I will supply seed to you so that you can be generous on every occasion. And by your generosity, you will stand and people will thank God. Every principle I've talked about in this Truth Bomb series, Bomb series has led to this. You're blessed. Others are blessed. God is glorified. So in generosity, someone else is blessed because of you. You're blessed because you're able to do it. And God is glorified in the process. It's win, win, win. Life just gets bigger and better. God loves it when he sees his kids being generous. How about you, devising ways right now how could I be generous even today how could I be generous such a good thing I think one of the reasons we struggle with this idea of generosity is that we're always looking at our current situation and we're thinking well I've got this much and I've got this to sort out and that to sort out But remind yourself, God says he will supply. See, what God is looking for is men and women who carry faith in their heart to say, my God has said he'll back me. I'm going to make the decision. I'm not going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to help someone else. And God backs you in that. You see, God wants to get provision through you. Your financial breakthrough is not just about you. It's about you being able to bless someone else with a generous spirit. But you have to start somewhere. So even today, could you start challenging yourself, Lord, stir up a generous spirit in me. I want to be someone that makes someone else's life better just because I step in and, I'm, and I help. I love it when you look at the story of Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus is famous because he was the short guy who'd climbed a tree because he saw Jesus was coming. But people hated Zacchaeus because he was the chief tax collector and he overcharged everyone all the time. So he became very wealthy watching everyone else struggle. They despised him. And so along comes Jesus, and Jesus spots Zacchaeus, and he says, Zacchaeus, I want to have a meal with you. And he goes into Zacchaeus' house. Can you imagine the crowds outside? How very dare Jesus go and have a meal with that guy? He's a horrendous human being. He stitched me up for thousands of pounds. He's got wealthy over me. It's a disgrace. But do you know what? They're the very people Jesus came for. And one encounter with Jesus and Zacchaeus' life was changed forever. You see, when a stingy and greedy man encountered generosity personified, what do you think happened? Something came out of Jesus that arrested Zacchaeus' heart. Let him see the error of his ways. Let him see how life could be if he had changed. And he shifted. 
And he went out and he gave back four times the amount he had taken from people. Why? Because his spirit of greed had shifted into a spirit of generosity because he had an encounter with the God of generosity. What do you think happened after that? He had gone from the one that everyone despised to the one that everyone celebrated. Zacchaeus has just given me four times what he took. Woohoo! They win. Zacchaeus wins. Jesus is glorified. Can you see what happens when generosity is in a room? It just shifts everything. Generosity will always win. Let me unpack this bit for you about righteousness and giving that we saw there in 2 Corinthians 9. Now, the Hebrew word for righteousness is tzedak, T-Z-E-D-A-K, tzedak. It's the Hebrew word meaning righteousness. Now, hold that thought and watch this. When God breathed on Adam right at the beginning of creation, he made the man, and it says, he breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and the man became a living thing. So here's this shell of a person, and when God breathed life into this person, he was able to express himself. This is me, I'm Adam. The word for breath is the Hebrew word hay. So God hayed on Adam. And what was inside Adam was able to display itself, was able to present himself, was able to express himself. He wasn't just a shell. He was a, a, a human being inspired by God. The word is hey. When you look at Abram, when God breathed on Abram, he became Abraham. He added the H, the hey. Abram changed his name to Abraham. Abram means exalted father, which is a great name. Abraham means father of a multitude. You see, when God breathed on Abram, it shifted him to be able to express who he really was supposed to be. And it's the same with his wife. Abram's wife was called Sarai, S-A-R-A-I, Sarai. Sarai means quarrelsome. Who needs that wife? That was Abram's wife. But then God breathed on Sarai and she became Sarah with the H. Hey, Sarah. Do you know what Sarah means? Princess. My wife is called Sarah and she's a princess and I love her for it. Sarah. You see, when God breathes on something or someone, it's able to display its true likeness, its true image, it's what it's supposed to be because God breathes on it. So tzedak is righteousness. But when God breathes on righteousness and allows it to be displayed, it becomes tzedakah. I believe there'll be an image on the screen. Tzedakah, tzedakah, tzedak. Righteousness. God breathes on it, it becomes tzedakah. Can you, see the, can you see the process? Do you know what tzedakah means? Tzedakah means generosity. Therefore, righteousness, when God breathes on it, displays itself in generosity. So if we're going to be people who claim to have right standing with God, we need to be displaying a spirit of generosity because that's who we're supposed to be. We're never supposed to be holding our life and keeping it small. We're supposed to be giving it away and making other people's lives better with no expectation of anything back. Just blessing people because we can with our time, with our finances, with our possessions, with our words. Generosity, a generosity of spirit. Can you see the link there? As you scatter your seed to the poor, it puts your righteousness on display. 
Can you see? It's this link between giving and being generous and righteousness. It's all there. Make the links yourself. So, so good. It's the outworking of a heart touched by God. So there's some questions to ask. What is it that prevents your generosity? I'm sure that the vast majority of people would like to be generous. So why don't we? Well, I think the first thing is we wait longer than five seconds and we talk ourselves out of it. But then there's this fear. What if I give something away and I end up with nothing? But that's where faith comes in. God says, I'll supply. Wherever there's generosity, I'm going to get behind it. Come on, you can put him to the test on this kind of stuff. He says, I'm going to get behind it. Is it lack? Is it that you've always struggled? Well, start somewhere. Start somewhere that's right for you to step in to someone else's life and just bless them. Maybe it's a past experience. Maybe you tried to be generous once and it blew up in your face. I don't know. Maybe you carry a spirit of stinginess and you need to stamp that out right now because we want to allow a spirit of generosity to rise up in us. How about praying even now, Holy Spirit, breathe on me again. Stir up that spirit of generosity because I want to have my righteousness on display. I want people to be thankful to you because of the way I live my life so that other people are blessed. What about if we learn to actually trust God, that he would actually supply all our needs? You see, that's where faith comes in. It's not always looking about what you've got, but saying, God, what do you want me to do? And just walking it out by faith. Sometimes money and possessions, sometimes talent and time and words. But it's a spirit that needs to come out of you every day. And it's a spirit that God wants his church to be known for. Wouldn't it be awesome if we get to the stage when people think about church and their first thought is they're a really generous bunch of people. That would bless the heart of God. I wonder what they do say. But how about we start living in such a way that it just gets noticed that these Christian people, they're so generous. They just keep giving it away and and blessing people and and being there for people and giving their time to others. It's just like, wow. Well, that right there is the heart of the Father. Let me just show you a couple of verses. Here in Matthew 5, and I'm going to read from the message because I love the wording of these next two passages. Matthew 5 and verses 14 through 16 say this. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colours in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt other people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Can you see that? You see, one of the ways God wants to shine is by opening up our lives and being generous. Because it will prompt people to look for a generous God. We all can do this in one way or another. Go on a journey with it. Holy Spirit, stir this generosity in me. I want to be the person you called me to be. Breathe on me again. Let it be on display. This spirit of generosity. And here is the verse that I got my title from. Remember this verse. You want your life to get bigger? I want my life to get bigger. Well, here's a a spiritual truth bomb to back that up. Proverbs 11 Verses 24 and 25 in the message. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. 
The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others will be helped. See, right there is this truth bomb. As we give our lives away, our lives get bigger. But if we think we're just going to keep it to ourselves because we're not sure what's going to happen, our lives are just going to get smaller. And as we help others, we ourselves will be helped. You see, when we live by God's principles, you win, they win, he wins. Everyone wins when you do it God's way. So the truth bomb today is the world of the generous will get bigger and the world of the stingy will get smaller. What I'd like to do as a, if you like, prophetic act, something as a, as a forerunner, and for those who are in our church, Sarah and I have chatted it through, and under one of the seats in the watch party is going to be an envelope with 50 pounds in it. Whoever is sat on that seat, that's for you. It's yours to take home. We don't expect it back. It's our personal money. It's not from the church. But we want to do a prophetic, generous act just to bless someone. And out of that, I hope everyone starts saying, what could I do? What could I do to bless someone? Is there someone in my life that I could do something to that was really generous and would really bless them? And I'm not expecting anything in return. Maybe you'll just choose every day to say, Lord, open my eyes to see the opportunities. Give me an opportunity today. And when that opportunity arrives, you're going to have five seconds. Don't talk yourself out of it. Do it. You'll have a story to tell and your world will get bigger. And that is what we're hoping for, isn't it? Is there an amen in the house? Hey, I'd love to pray for you. Father, thank you that you are generosity personified. That you sent Jesus. There's nothing we can do to pay you back. But we do choose to live lives that reflect you well. Lord, I just pray for everyone right now that you would stir us. You would stir us to be people who carry a spirit of generosity. You'd stir our hearts and eyes to look for opportunities. Where could I be generous? Who could I be generous to? Where could I make a difference? Where could I put a smile on someone's face? Lord God, let us be people who put our light on display, our generosity on display. And Lord, we cry out to you and just say, would you provide for us to be able to do more and more and more of that, that more people might be blessed. So stir your church. Let us be a group of people who are known for our generosity. And Lord, we hold you to your word. As we stir up that spirit of generosity, our worlds will get bigger. Our lives will get bigger. We will be people of increase and we'll have a great story of faithfulness to tell because you love us. Amen. Maybe today you've tuned into this service and maybe you've been tuning into previous services and you've not met Jesus. You've not prayed. You've not invited into your world. Well, do you know what's the best decision you'll ever make? He is the God of love who laid down his life to lift yours up. And he's knocking at your door right now and he'll never force his way in. But if you say, Jesus, you're welcome here, he promises to come in and have a feast of life with you, to heal you of your wounds, to set you up for life, to introduce you to, to the church, a great big family that cheers each other on, and to put a hope in your heart for eternity. So if that's you today, I'm going to pray a prayer with you. You'll know you're up for it. You pray the prayer and, and get in touch with the church and let us know you've prayed because we want to walk it out with you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Today I invite you to live in my heart.
I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong and kept you out. But today I open up my life and say, come and live in me. Guide me, teach me, lead me forward. Help me to become a little bit more like you every day. I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. But hey, it's been a great service, hasn't it, church? I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Go out and be generous to someone. Go out and live big. Go out and look for opportunities and put your lamp on a stand and make a difference in this world. Come on, let's go out on some praise. Back over to our worship team. If you said yes to Jesus today, we're celebrating with you. We would love to pray with you and send you a Bible and some resources to get you started on your faith journey. Please go to equippers.co.uk forward slash I said yes or follow the link in the chat box so we can get in touch.